Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We are here to talk about the challenge, Ride or Dies, Season 38, Episode 13. I don't even know what to say about this. What did what did the two of you think before we get into the Fast Five and do the recap of the episode? What were your initial takeaways, your overall thoughts about Episode 13? I mean, I don't know if the cast can, like, cry anymore for a second than they, than they can now. It's just everything's just such a downer, it seems like, each scene. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought this was okay. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't a mess. It wasn't it wasn't great. I don't think I'd go back and rewatch it ever. I'd never, I'd never be like, man, I really want to rewatch, you know, Ride or Die episode thirteen again. But I thought it was fine. I really enjoyed it again. Like, I guess maybe I've just I've just bought into the Stockholm syndrome at this point of what the show is because I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, is it anywhere close to great episodes from past seasons? No, but we're such a marked improvement past spies, lies and allies that I guess I'm just cool with what they're doing right now. Yeah. I mean, I disagree. I don't really think this is very much different from spies, lies and allies. I think if you take out the elimination from this episode, this episode is absolutely abysmal when you include a a pretty decent elimination. uh, I think it makes it like bad to okay. Somewhere, somewhere in that range. Um, All right. Let's get into the recap. With the Fast Five, everyone comes back into the house celebrating and congratulating Fessy. Fessy says that he would hope Johnny would be the next vote uh, and that there would be some heat taken off his back. Olivia talks about losing Norris and Nelson in back-to-back weeks. She says that she needs to focus and make it to the final. I don't know if the two of you noticed this, but what did you think about Olivia essentially being one of the narrators for this episode? And I feel like she's kind of like taken that place for a large part this season. I guess she's one of the, like the rookie voices left. So they want to have somebody who's not been around for it's a, probably a slightly different perspective. And I don't think she's bad at it necessarily. Like, I thought she did a decent, she's done, she's done a decent job of like talking through stuff in her confessionals. She has a bit more flavor than some of the other people do. So I didn't have an issue with it. I mean, if she replaces Anissa as the narrator recast every season, I'm all for it. So we actually, after we record this episode, we plan to record an episode for Patreon about top prospects for the show moving forward. I think she will probably be like heavily discussed on that episode. If you'd like to listen to that episode, you can become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles. Subscribe for $4 per month. We do about an episode per week. Uh, you get a lot of cool stuff, um, so ch- go check that out. We'll leave a link in the description below. After we get Olivia's conversation, uh, Johnny tells Fessy he can't believe that uh, Mariah, Mariah didn't save Fessy with her vote. Fessy gives Mariah shit for burning her vote, and Mariah says that she didn't want to type the vote because she didn't want to jeopardize someone on her own team. And then she kind of falls back on the fact that she doesn't have a lot of experience in the game. She's new. She's a rookie. And Jordan walks into the same setting where everyone's kind of just out in, out in the open, out in the kitchen and discussing everything that happened in the previous episode. Jordan starts to talk with Fessy. Tori's also in the room and tries to have a converse conversation with Jordan about his vote. They start screaming at each other. Jordan brings up that he just essentially voted the way that he did for spite. And, Tori talks about how she didn't want to look stupid because 
Jordan went back on what he said he would do, or supposedly said he would do when he vouched for Jordan to her team. And um, all while this is going on, Devin, Olivia, Johnny, Anissa, Mariah are listening in on the in the other room while they just scream back and forth. So, so do we think they actually told the cast that if the boat was tied, one of them would go in? Or do we think that was just her own team telling her that because they wanted to cover all their bases? I would assume it's the latter because they never really do the former. They, they never tell anybody. They were, they so were big-braining it. They were big-braining it. I mean, realistically, well, I think she was big-braining it. If there was a tie vote, they would have just said, okay, we're going to vote again, but you can only vote for these two people. That's all that would yeah. happen. They wouldn't send right. one of their own guys in. That's That's stupid. I think, they definitely well, wouldn't I, do it right away. Yeah, p- probably. It's not like they wouldn't give them an opportunity to change their votes and break a tie. I think they would be like, I think if it came if it came down to them being in gridlock where they couldn't make up their minds and they couldn't decide on someone, then yeah, they would obviously have someone on their own team go in. Those people would be up for nomination, but I think it was too soon for that to happen probably. Yeah. yeah. It was just a rookie mistake. It is what it is. So Mariah's team has a team meeting. They talk about how they can't lose anymore. Mariah says that she's not sure if Fessy will have her back going forward. Fessy's team has a team meeting. They congratulate Fessy. Johnny says losing Nelson's a big loss. And Casey talks about how she's on a tough situation having her Nani on the other team, Nani being her girlfriend. We get a workout montage. Amber B, more more Amber B stuff. I mean, at this point, is Amber B winning? Like, think about how much Amber B content we've gotten, dude. Rob, where is Amber B? Well, she Amber was B... invisible for the first cut. Rob, Amber B crying, hooking up, uh, winning eliminations. It, how is she doing in well, fantasy really hooked, this they're season? Not showing her a, she's not really showing them hooking up. They're just showing them, like, talking. Oh, um, well, all they have she's to... She's doing pretty well. She For points for fantasy, they don't have to hook up. They just have to be in bed underneath the covers, right? That's technically the rule that you read. I don't, have they been shown sleeping together? I don't know if they have. Twice. Just Last cuddling. episode, weren't they? When she said yeah. that, uh, okay. yeah, Chaun- kind of she said that Chauncey would most likely be in the draw last episode, and they were under the covers, right? Right, Trace. Okay, uh, yeah. I, then they probably got points for that. So, I mean, she, um, she never really quiet for the first couple episodes, like absolutely invisible. I mean, I think they could be around for a while. I thought they would be a better team than other people did going in. They're the like fourth that. team that's the layup in the final. Get ready for it. Not, not, not Jordan and Anissa. Well, they're the third team. It's going to be my prediction. All I, I along. think you're amongst the two of them, and uh, Chauncey and Amber are the third team. I, I would put I would put my horses behind them. Well, I think there might be four teams season. in the final. That's been their motif the last few seasons. Uh, I, I'm just saying, I think Amber B and Chauncey would beat. Uh, uh, Anissa oh, Jordan and Anissa. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I think they're, they're number three, but they they could be around for a while. They could, and I think the other thing too is Amber B is getting the Emmy treatment where they're highlighting a character that won't win but they're trying to build them into like a bigger face and it's not working how about her ratio talking about how he was so honored to work with oh, this episode like shut the fuck up Horatio. was there a producer standing there with a gun pointed at him saying read this like give me a fucking break I don't believe yeah, that, that for a weird. second. And if Horacio really mean, believes well, that, who, God, who knows how much of the show he knows? Like he, if somebody just tells him, "Hey, she she's lost one elimination of her past, however many, and she wanted the show," it's like, all right, great. Like I, I can, yeah, I if you've never really watched like the show, you might actually think she's this awesome competitor since she won two seasons ago. 
Because when people talk about on or on Survivor, they go on Survivor and they're essentially like fulfilling a lifelong dream of making it on the show. And they're talking about how big of an opportunity it is and how grateful they are to be there. They actually mean it. Whereas when they do it here, it's completely forced. And a lot of these people had never even heard of the show before they were even cast on it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that's ubiquitously the case with Survivor, but it definitely happens much. It's definitely much more the case than on the, sh- the challenge. Oh, I think it's like almost always the case with Survivor. Just because of the way that they well, de- decided to hold on. More towards just because just because of the way that they've decided to cast the show. Well, I just went back and towards maybe now it's more the case, but in some of the older days, I don't know if that was the case. They never used to have that type of discourse when they used to hire actors and yeah. have them come on. They would never talk about how, oh, like I'm so honored to be here. Like this is such a big moment in my life. They would never really do that. I mean, remember when Wu was on and Wu on Kageyan was talking about how he's so honored to be on the show. He's like ready to, to he's just happy to be on Survivor. And it came out afterwards that he's a complete recruit and was like stealing meds from production. No, I don't remember that at all. I don't think I've ever heard that. Well, you know how he was Weasel Wu? That yeah. was what I called him. That's why, because he stole, he stole uh, Cash's, uh, or not Cash, he stole Trish's like medication from production. And he was like a recruit. It was like a whole mess. Interesting. Yeah, I don't remember him talking about how he was like super honored to be there, though. Possible. Um, all right. Amber B talks with her mom. Or we get the a teleconference between Amber B, her sister, her mom, Amber B's niece. Chauncey comes in. Amber talks about how Chauncey is there to have her back. And how long have they been dating? I don't know. That's a good question. Because she was with that guy, the uh, maybe a couple Jerv months from. Remember Jerv from Spouses and Alice? Weren't they like a thing last season? Jerv. What his actual name was? We always called him Jerv because that was like the shorthand of it. You don't remember this guy? <laughs> I know <laughs> I you're talking about. I almost want to say yeah. that his name was Chauncey Jeremiah. Wasn't that his name? Oh, it was Jeremiah? You're right. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Okay. Because Chauncey, um, but, yeah, right? Like, she has to have been less with him less than a year. That's because, what I was going to say. And they're, like, 11 years apart. But apparently things are going well, so. Chauncey and Amber B are 11 years apart? Didn't we find that out? That he's, like, 23? How old's Amber B? She's, she's like, 32. She's okay, nine years apart. 33. They're, like, nine years apart, yeah. I would have never guessed that. We talked about this last show. I think. What are you talking no, about? We, we did. We literally talked about this last week. It was like she, he's 23, 24, and she's like 32, 33. Yeah, he's younger. He's like the only person on the show younger than me. You must have talked about it with Pathan. I don't remember this at all. That's no, we, you were on the call. We literally talked about this last week when we were trying to guess the, like, what's the. No, age I think it was with Pat. We're talking about how this, everyone on the show is old now. I'll bet you money. Oh, that's right. Bet money on that. That's true. Yeah. Um, every, people just gonna start needing to like have Viagra supplements on on uh, on set with how old they're. Oh, they forget Viagra, Blue Chew, man. That sponsors like every podcast. You know our hymns. All right. Next scene, we get Nani talking with Casey. She talks about how she talks about one of the last times that she saw her mom before her mom passed away. Nani. Uh, talks about how it's your mom's birthday. Make sure you're shaking your head. You're the one who liked this episode, supposedly. Sorry, like I, st- I, sorry, I, I had a moment where I imagined Nelson trying to do a live read for Blue Chew and talking about penises getting hard, and I just started internally giggling a little bit, thinking okay. about Nelson. You ever get that needy greedy feeling? You got you need to get your performance up and going. Get some Blue Chew. Like I just it 
Sorry. Rabbit yeah, trail. I, should, I, should, I shouldn't have jumped in. You should have left it alone. <laughs> I mean, they are hurting for sponsors. Are they? Yeah. How often Why do, do they say that? How often do they have? Well, for like mission sponsors. I don't think they want that. I don't think they want that many. I mean, how many do they have? Like, did they even have one last season? They have Burger King every year. There obviously isn't much parody of Burger King is just doing this every season. Well, they, they had Top Gun last year. They had Top Gun. Didn't they have one recently with like, uh, what's the like adult lunchable P3 or whatever? Yeah, they had P3 last year. They had P3 Dawn Double Agents. These don't seem like heavy yeah, hitters. Yeah, Darrell and Amber won that gun. Of marketing budgets. Oh, hey, and this year they had Puss in Boots. How can we forget Puss in Boots? Yeah, of course. We, we all remember Puss in Boots. Devin's favorite uh, favorite mission. What did they even do? Oh, that mission. Oh, that mission wasn't that bad, actually. That mission I mean, was pretty yeah. good. Like, in the grand Wait. scheme of, like, missions that they've had, I didn't think that one was that terrible. You just hated the Puss in Boots uh, aspect. It just never ended. Yeah, well, I mean, they literally had him... They had like, Antonio Banderas do a commercial <laughs> in the middle of the episode for it. I, I, it was, dude, if they just lead into that, I'd be old much more about that than a lot of the stuff they've been doing. And it was like... It was like the the runway in remember the Fast and the Furious like a few ago where they're on the plane. Oh yeah, total madness. And well, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the actual Fast and the Furious movie. It was like one of the last oh, ones that Paul oh. Walker was on, and they're on the plane, yeah. and there's this huge action sequence on the plane, and they're on this runway for no joke, like 20 minutes. Like how oh, fucking yeah, long forever. is this runway? It just never ended. Just like the My fucking Puss and Boots joke. commercial. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? This is an unprecedented. Survivor had some of those disasters where, like, your reward was getting to go watch the Jack Black Gulliver's Travels movie. And then there was one where they, like, had them go watch the Adam Sandler movie, like Jack and Jill, and they all had to pretend oh, that they thought God. it was hilarious. Like, Jeez. oh, it was great. It was ah, da, 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 da. Oh, wait, so, that's, like, one of the six worst movies of the past uh, past hundred pretty years. Pretty terrible. So, anyway, this is an unprecedented. Dude, I... What did I see the other day? Oh, did I have either of you seen the new White Lotus? No. I don't even know what that is. Oh, really? Really? No. You remember Mike I'm White old. from Oh, David, you gotta watch you remember, it. Wait, wait, wait. Do you remember Mike White from David vs. Goliath? On Survivor? He was like a finalist. Yeah, he was Yeah, he wrote the show, right? Yeah, it's incredible. Uh you gotta watch it, both of you. I would hi- anyone that's listening, I would highly recommend it. I don't have any time. The, the, the challenge is already like as much there's only, time as I can do. There's only six episodes. There's six episodes in the first season and seven episodes in the second. It's super quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright. So, they eulogize uh, Nani's mom. Uh, it's Nani's mom's birthday. They float balloons into the air. Uh, after we get these back-to-back scenes of emotion from Nani and Amber B, it's completely obvious that their team is going to lose the mission. There's no point in yep. even theorizing otherwise. We get to the mission. It's called Blind Faith. TJ says that there will be four stages to the mission, and they have to nominate people to go into each of the events for the mission. The team we have to go com- through all of these. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna fly through. Uh, the team that okay. competes completes all three, all four in the shortest amount of time wins. Um, Let's talk about each at a time. So the first one with Jordan and Fessy called Target. They have to use a slingshot, knock three of seven targets, three of seven targets. The person that does it fastest wins, and they have to drink, uh, like, I don't even know if they ever said what it was. Something not good. 
each time that they miss. I know. So what, I guess, what did we think of the premise of the mission in general, where they have these four different stages they have to compete? Let's let's talk about that first. What, what did we think about that? I, mean, I thought it was okay. It's freaking long, though. It was the entire episode, it felt like. It was 30 just, minutes. Just, it was like 25 minutes of airtime, okay? Just too, With commercials, okay? so There's like, a way they could take this sort of idea, and if they had them all go out once, then I would be much more for it. Like, if they had some, like, if it was like you're all on four different stages of this, like, they've done that plenty of times where we split up the team, have them all in different parts of this, and you're all going at once. I understand why they didn't want to do that because the pink team, as they're being called now, is has an extra player on it. So I, I can understand why they wanted to, like, have these, but it just takes too long, though. Well, that, and you talk about how they're trying to make a show that's easy to digest and watch no matter where you are. You wouldn't have all four at once because it would just be chaos on the screen. So you would want you can, to. I think you can make that up. work. I think you you can you can air that you can air that in a, like a long enough time period, or you can make that work. They've done five, plenty of times before. Where they had All right. Well, going on. think about like the mission on the ru- think about the mission on the ruins where they throw the fruit over the thing. I'm thinking about something yeah. like that. Yeah, but this is four completely separate things. That was like a relay race, whereas this is like four completely different events. So, personally, I thought it was fine. If you're gonna have a mission this long, this is how you do it. Because it was easy to follow, easy to digest, and they spent time on the mission pieces that mattered, like the memory mission. We didn't, they kept that one pretty brief because it was boring compared to the others to watch. So like, let's get through it. Let's highlight the important stuff and keep moving. And so the the real drama from this was watching Fessy try to complete this mission. Like, I thought it was hilarious because Fessy's all Mr. Like, oh, I'm the best and I'm the greatest and none of you can beat me. And then his biggest nightmare is what he volunteered for. So I thought it was funny. It was good. I, I will say, I think the Fessy versus Jordan still on. It's much more compelling to me than anything else going on. I think that's, that's an interesting dynamic where you have Jordan who is, <laughs> has all these natural factors that work against him and is able to overcome it through his skill. And Fessy's kind of the opposite a lot of the time. Uh, they clearly don't seem to like each other very much. I mean, it's a priority to get each other out, but they have they haven't shown it that much. I I think part of it might be when you have that type of rivalry, it's really easy to have like like if Jordan beats out Fessy in the end, then it's really easy to spotlight that and have Jordan come out looking like the victor, right? Like he's a really easy character for like the audience to get behind. I actually think based on how they've aired it so far, I think Fessy might end up coming out on top, and it's really difficult to make Fessy look like the good guy in that battle. I didn't mind this mission. I thought, I think part of the reason why it was good is that they were all head to head. And I think that's something that we discussed early in the season. I think MPH brought that up in discord when they do head to head type missions where they're competing directly against each other in a, I, I, I do think it, it's much more entertaining than a lot of the formats that they do for missions. So yeah. I think that this think was good. I think they could have, I think they just could have shortened it up. Like we didn't need to see Fessy throw up in a montage for five minutes. <laughs> right? I mean that's, <laughs> that's the really one complaint I would agree with. Like one or two minutes, okay, that's great. Five, you're just stretching time. But the one thing that I appreciated about this mission is the challenge finally, finally, fucking finally figured out a way to make a lopsided team mission where one team has more people makes sense because they broke it up in such a way that, okay, Jordan went twice, but they broke it up so that each round was fair. Like it wasn't impossible. Cause as we saw, whatever color fucking team they were this week, the underdog team, they won two rounds. 
So Devin helps Fessy because Fessy is on his last leg. He's about to die because he can't drink any more of whatever they're drinking. And they ended up finishing. Who knows how long it would have taken Fessy if Devin didn't help him. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if it really matters because I don't know if Jordan and Mariah are ever finishing that last leg. I don't know. Who knows how long that would have taken. If they're physically. Mariah basically said as much on Twitter. She's like, no matter what we tried, I wasn't strong enough to hang on long enough to for Jordan to do it and I wasn't strong enough to reach it if Jordan was already up there so I don't think they could have completed it. You can't imagine like it's easier as you get more tired. Exactly. Too, right? no. Exactly. So yeah. the longer they're I, I there mean, she, the, the lower their chances are. She talked I mean, about my- on Twitter that the reason that she didn't have all of her faculties together in the elimination as well is the harness left this giant purple bruise across her chest. And she was so sore and in so much pain from spending 40 minutes trying. I mean, she said they spent 40 minutes trying to complete that. And it wasn't passive long breaks. Like they were really trying to finish. And so she was beat the hell up by the end of that. My my thing with the slingshot face, why couldn't like Tori or Bananas help Fessy out? Why is it Devin? Is Devin smarter than them? Is he? I, I feel like they should. Bananas has been on the show for like a lifetime at this point. He, he should be able to figure. He should be able to help him out. Or maybe Bananas doesn't want to help him because he's taking the ride or die twist seriously, and he's fine with losing on a girl's day. Yeah, that that, that would be that would be the main thing, right? It seems like somebody else besides Devin should, on the. And to me, that's also why Devin probably tried to wait as long as he could before he did help because. He was able to make it look like he wasn't trying to protect Tori. Like even Devin said on Twitter afterwards, I took the ride or die concept seriously the whole season. So if you're curious why I made certain decisions, think of it in that light. So Devin and Bananas know what's up in terms of this thing's going to go back to ride or dies at some point. Yeah, we get a really interesting quote from Nani when she talks to Casey later in the episode. And I guess we can talk about it now. She says to Casey in a conversation that she wants her to... Let me see if I can find it real quick. I have it in bold somewhere. She essentially talks... You mean when she's thinking she's about to go in? Yeah, she she tells Casey that if she goes home, there's a chance she might not come back. Um, So I wonder if they're all under the assumption that it's going to go back to ride or dies. And so I didn't know if she meant well, was she... there's a chance. Hold on. I didn't know if she meant that there's a chance she might not come back this season or the show in general. But yeah. if she's talking about this season, I mean, it seems pretty well known at this point that it's going to go back to ride or dies. I think yeah, the smart players know that. All right. It's just they beat you over the head with it every single episode, right? They all talk, ride or dies, ride or dies, ride or dies. Like every single professional has mentioned I mean, they like, even have like, TJ's wife come out in a cameo yeah, to illustrate right? the ride or dies clue at the <laughs> end of this thing. So, like, I mean, I, I thought, mean, you'd have to be, like I said last week, you'd have to be Mr. Magoo to not know this is where it's going to go at some point. I mean, I thought she did a better job than TJ does a lot of the time. <laughs> like, I thought she was pretty good. She's good at reading she cue cards. She wasn't bad. Considering she'd on. never done this before. Um... So we get the, a puzzle check with, between Olivia and Anissa versus Nani and Devin. Olivia and Anissa win marginally. It was pretty close. We get a third 
stage that's a memory stage between Horacio and Amber versus Johnny and Tori. Horacio and Amber did very well. Uh, this was actually a pretty uh, impressive performance by their part. They handled Johnny and Tori uh, pretty easily. And then we get to the last stage, which we've already discussed, between Jordan and Mariah versus Chauncey and Casey. Do we take anything away from this stage more than what we've already talked about? I don't know where Mariah's overall athleticism is. I guess I might say that. Really? Why? Well, who would you put the fault at for them not being able to do this? Mariah? Yeah, but, like, that doesn't mean she's not athletic. It doesn't mean she's not athletic. Like, this she went against well, she went against Casey. She went against Casey, who's arguably the most athletic girl in the house. Well, I think that's what I was going to say, is that I think coming into this season, we thought, okay, maybe she'll be on the level of, like, a Casey or a Tori. I think this puts her a step down. Uh, At least makes yeah, you think like, she's I, probably a step I don't down. Think, I don't think I ever thought that. I thought she was going to be pretty no, good. Okay. I don't know if she ever thought... Uh, like, I think she's probably pretty more good, athletic. though, is pretty good compared to some really poor people that we saw on the list, too. So, like, compared, she, to me, Mariah performed exactly how we thought she would. She's average to above average, but now that we're getting towards the end of the season, she's she was clearly the weakest person left. Maybe her and Olivia are fighting no. for that moniker. I wouldn't yeah, I say think, that. Well, Anissa, but. No, yeah. I, I, like, so she's, she's not, just going through the women quickly. She's not as good as Tori. She's better than Olivia. She's better than Nani. She's not as good as Casey. Better she's better than Anissa. And I think she's probably better than Amber B. But it's close. I think they're I wouldn't say I think they're, they're I wouldn't they're, say she's better than Amber B or Nani, personally. I think she's I think definitely better all than Nani. In the same, I think they're all the all three of them are in the same tier. And with then, the right circumstances, they're in a good spot, but on their own, not so much. And I think she's I pretty close. Have some stuff I, better than her, but I would rather have Mariah than Nani. I think she's pretty close to Amber B. I think they're just good at different things. Yeah. Um, Chauncey, I don't know. Like, I mean, this is like, if he's going to be good at anything, it's this. Um, <laughs> like, we literally just came off of last episode where they were literally trying to keep him on the other team because he was the worst person on the team. Well, we, we, we heard from him. He can run very fast, but only for very uh, short distances. <laughs> so that kind of goes against Amber B's skill set. In my notes uh, at the end, when TJ says this is the longest, hardest challenge day he's seen in a long time, I have just what the fuck with a question mark. That makes no sense. Well, I would say if you look at it from a grueling filming schedule, it looked like they started at 8 o'clock in the morning and didn't get done till like 9 o'clock at night. So it was a long ass day. Would you want to be there, Devin? No, I mean they're just fucking hanging out. Like you, you do something for like most of the time you like you're just hanging out outside. (laughs) Are they like eating during it? Yeah, of course. Of course they have they craft are. services there. Of course they do. Well, we never see them eating. Yeah, because people Let's... don't want to fucking watch people eat on TV. Like, in this context. Like, no one gives a shit about Well, we that. also found out a really know. interesting note on Bananas and Nelson's podcast of that apparently they have movie nights at the Challenge House where they set up a TV and they get to watch a movie. So, you know, they don't show us that either. What do you think they're watching? Something on Paramount and... Plus. Puss in Boots 1 to prepare for the advertisement for Puss in Shrek. Boots 2. It'd be a good idea, actually, if they're going to have that anyways. All right. So Fessy's team wins. We go back to the house. Amber and Chauncey talk. Amber said says that she's not upset with Chauncey for winning and essentially putting Amber B in jeopardy. Chauncey talks about how he's in a tough position because he doesn't want to let his team down, but he also doesn't want to let Amber B down. We get into an interrogation. 
We're going to fly through each of the people. Uh, Nani comes in and I literally have nothing to say about what she said. Like literally, literally Just nothing came out of that nothing conversation. nothing comments, right? Like if this I interrogation. If I go in there, I'm going with the intent of coming back. Okay, like great. Like you're not coming with the intent to throw it. That's nice to hear. I, I just, they just need they need to get rid of this whole interrogation cut shit. Just get rid cut of it. it out. Go get back to just it. the cast. Get in a room and vote. Like just fucking do it that way. Get in a right? room and vote. If you want to have like the power team dinners where they call the people they want to talk to, I'd be more in favor of that because like yeah, like the exes the only stuff where they would have a dinner. Yeah, and, yeah. Make it more natural. This whole forced crap where you can tell they're fed Awful. lines. It's terrible. It's because they do it in three stages, right? They have the initial initial stage where the team talks amongst amongst themselves. Then they go through each of the different people that are up for nomination, and then they have another conversation where the team talks with themselves again about what they might do. And it's nothing so revealing ever happens. Long. Just have yeah. them put in who they want to just. I ought to be so much more in favor. Just go to the elimination, put in who you want to put in. If you want to talk and, to people, go ahead and talk to people. And they if just you want to have, have those like nice little clips to have to air for seasons where the people are in the little interrogation. And quite frankly, if you want to use this interrogation format, put all three of them at the put all three of them in at the same time Pretty and much try better. to get them to throw each other under the bus and cause conflict. Yeah, you do, if you want to use like the that was like what they did with the Inquisition with for vendettas, but, and I don't like that necessarily. Much better than this though. Okay, just, you need this. It takes too long. We get Amber B comes in. Amber B comes in. She has a cat dress on, uh, which is actually kind of funny. And Amber B makes a case that Mariah should go in because it's her rookie season and she hasn't gone into elimination yet. Mariah comes in. I mean, clearly the best argument. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, but it's also like it's not, a com- it's not a compelling argument from like a strategic perspective. It's just an easy excuse. Yeah, it's easy, right? And I think it's easy for yeah. a lot of them to get behind. I, I think it's a very. Uh, I mean, Betsy just got burned by her last week, and she's and Johnny is the only other real connection she has on that team. So yeah, I think it's a. I think yeah, it's a good Mariah's job. Mariah's only team. real. Def- yeah, and the only real defense Mariah has is to just say, "Well, we're getting close to a final. Do you want to run a final against me or Amber B?" I mean, that's really all you got. All right, Mariah comes in. Fessy in a confessional says that it looks like the votes are going to be half and half for who goes in for the women. Mariah says that she didn't think the burn vote would cost uh, Fessy and cause him to go in. Fessy starts to go at her a little bit. And Johnny in a confessional says that it seems like Fessy is pretty much giving his team the green light to vote Mariah in. I I don't understand what she is saying there at all. How can she not know he's going to go in if she doesn't vote for Nelson? I don't know. I think I think what she's I, no I think what she's saying is that she didn't want to back to what she said at the start of the episode she didn't want to vote for Nelson force a tie and have one of the men on her, her team going in I don't know if she actually thinks that or if she just really deep down just didn't give a fuck if Bessie went in I think it may be some of that I think it's closer to that I think it's I also get it closer to that and that's like how she's going to sell it to him which he's not buying clearly. After interrogation, interrogation, Casey and Nani talk again. Uh, Casey says that she doesn't want to do this without her, play the game without her. Nani, and this is where we get the Nani comment, which I thought was very re- revealing. Is This is where Nani talks about how if she goes home, there's a chance she might come back. Uh, and she wants to Casey to essentially give it her all. Um, and so I guess, what, what did you guys think? Did you Do you think she was talking about 
come back this season or come back to the show as a whole? I, I took it as come back to the show generally. I mean, she's getting up there. She's in so many seasons in a row. Like I, I was thinking about it more in that context. It could be there's that also, she's come back. There's also been rumors that she and Casey have been exploring a donor to have a kid and stuff like that. So maybe Nani is looking at <laughs> that. I'd heard, I had read about that, so I don't know how accurate it is, but it was something that was going on. All right. We get into elimination. Everyone votes. Fessy goes first. He votes for Nani. He says that he will not vote for his ride or die. Uh, Olivia votes for Nani. Interesting. He's trying to build up some connection with Amber. Dude, I, yeah, they haven't. Maybe they actually finally have, you know, buried the hatchet. They. Have had multiple opportunities. Each of them have had opportunities to vote for each other this season, and they haven't done it. So maybe this is finally it. Maybe they have formed some type of. How, disapp- truth. how disappointed will you be if that's the case? That's been. I would be devastated, dude, because it was it was the most like irrational rivalry in the his- history of the show. Well, we still got time left. Fessy could still screw her over later because he kind of. I mean, I. Because he could have easily burned. He could have easily burned one on Amber B here. I Nothing would have happened. I. I I've never found the dynamic between the two of them particularly compelling. I hate to have to hate to pressure bubble that. Fessy votes for Nani. Olivia votes for Nani. Johnny votes for Amber B. Casey vo- and then all the Mariah votes start flooding in. Casey votes for Mariah. Chauncey votes for Mariah. Tori votes for Mariah, and Anissa votes for Mariah. We get the dagger draw this episode, and Amber B acts like this is the toughest thing she's ever. <sighs> all right, I, 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 I can't stand. I mean, stand my her. God. This, like, I literally can't. Yeah, it's just a random draw. Unless if you figured out, like, unless maybe, maybe, look, maybe give her some credit. Maybe there was, like, they figured out some sort of chip that's on the safe one that's not on the other one, so she was really inspecting it, looking for that. I just, yeah, I could have very much done without what do you, that. I need with three minutes. What do you think production would do if you walked up to the dagger and literally started, like, looking at it, like, face-to-face like this, looking for some mark on it that people had found? Do you think they would tell you, like, no, no, they no, might, you gotta yeah, back you, the fuck off? No, I think they might just tell you have to pick that one now. Really? I don't think they would say that. I'd be like, fuck you. I didn't didn't decide to pick this. I don't know how that would go. So Amber B freaks out. She says she wants Nani to pick it. She uh, talks about how she doesn't want to put Nani into elimination. She starts to cry. She pulls the dagger. She picks the safe dagger. Nani goes into elimination. The elimination is called I Can See. TJ talks about how she brings in a special he brings in a special guest. It's his wife. And the elimination, they essentially have to, or in a harness, they have to run in the sand and move up uh, through a series of pulleys, uh, a wall to see words that are essentially scrambled, and they have to unscramble the words. This was pretty close. I mean, it was very close. It seems like Nani got out to an early lead. Mariah caught up. Uh, They finish almost at the exact same time. And then Mariah notices that she spelled a word incorrectly. I wonder if she doesn't notice that, if production actually notices themselves that she spells it incorrectly. I don't know. Oh, I, I would think they have to. They've fucked up on stuff way easier before. Is it not that easy? Dude, so I I didn't get this. Was, were the people that, were the, 
was the cast positioned in a way that they couldn't see the scrambled words on the wall? No, here's a here's a really good tidbit. Uh, somebody put on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was, but they said production told them not to help ahead of time. Oh, and wow. then somebody started helping, and production didn't make them stop. So Jordan went, fuck it, I'm going to help Nani. So did they just edit out them helping them? I didn't hear them help. They did. There was one point where... Casey was like, Nani, you should try this. And Nani's like, no, that's not the right way to, no. No, what Casey told her to do was that she should, uh, what was it? It was, what did, it no, was she like, told, get the scram, get the letters and then try to unscramble them on the yeah. board. Yeah, but she wasn't trying to, like, un- she wasn't trying to help her with the word, though. She was just giving her, like, a general sense of the strategy. I think it was just a general tactic tip. I mean, I think Nani had the yeah. right play, because if you just have them all down like that, you're going to mix some of them up. Yeah. It didn't uh, my, like, my thing would have been, you it didn't seem like having right, the right. wall up for a long enough time to get the words unscrambled. It didn't seem like that was an issue. It seemed like they both of them could have done that all day. Yeah. Either way, I really enjoyed the elimination. I thought it was really good. It was a very interesting way to do it. I also love TJ's sidebar comment to his wife. He's like, what Mariah's doing, that strategy's horrible. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Do you think they'll leave that in if she wins? They should. I don't know. Probably not. I don't think they do. They would. They wouldn't dunk on TJ like that. I think. I think overall it was a good mission, uh, or excuse me, elimination. Uh, yeah, I agree. All right. Now that we can talk about whatever we want. Now, is there anything that we want to talk about now uh, that we haven't discussed in the recap? It's just a downer of an episode to me. I feel like everything with all the content they aired was just so emotional and sad. The whole right? season, yeah, I agree. It's just all so sad. I, I, I want more. I, I, I want. To, I think Fessy versus Jordan is compelling. I'd be down for that storyline. I get people think Fessy's bland, and I agree, tends to, tends to be pretty vanilla. But I would so much more prefer that over a lot of stuff they've been showing. Rivalries to me are what keeps the show interesting. That's I tend to get most interested when you have two different but strong forces going at each other throughout a season. That's what's compelling. To me. I, I would much think- more they prefer the air that. I was thinking about within the last couple of days about how Fessy versus Polly on a potential season would be very compelling. I think yeah, that would be the type that. of thing that would save a season. Um, well, just Polly showing up in general, like that. Yeah, would Polly just be versus great. anybody. Let's go. Come on, Polly versus Fessy. Because Polly would Florida, go Polly head to head Johnny. against somebody, regardless. I mean, that'd be great. Uh, the other thing is, as we've talked about this before, the show is better when the cast appears like they're having fun. Yes. And I cannot tell if anyone is actually enjoying being on this show. Well, I don't. I think they have fun and they don't air it. Well, yeah. I know. That's why they should air some of that content. I want to see Johnny stealing a toilet seat and people laughing and, you know, the even going back to like, when CT's favorite thing to do is dress up like ninjas with water balloons and hit people with them. Like we just, just some of that throwaway fun content that actually makes you feel like the cast is happy to be there right I mean, now. My, it just feels like it's a job. Well, it's, you know, that, you know, if you go on YouTube, it was like try not to cry 40 minute compilations. It seems like we've taken like the D minus version of that. And that's just what they're airing now. Right. Like it's just, I don't, if I show any, I don't, do you guys show your friends the show anymore? No. I haven't shown my friends. No, I, feel show like, I feel like I'd be like embarrassed at this point, right? Yeah, like they'd be like, "Really? This is what you talk about twice a week?" I'm like, "Well, you know, it didn't used to be like this." Well, what's funny is when I mention the show to my friends, they go, "Oh, I used to watch that." Is Bob, Johnny Bananas and CT still around? Like, those are the types <laughs> of questions. Is Kenny still on the show? Like, that's the type of questions I get. <laughs> 
And I just don't even want to acknowledge some of that because it's just like, well, I don't really want to go into why Kenny's not around. Yeah, bananas, bananas is still there. He just says that he hasn't done anything this season. I mean, is he up to anything? They're just not showing it. He he seems very disgusted with the whole edit. I can't imagine that they're getting like a lot of a lot of new watchers, right? They're obviously like losing more people than they're gaining at this point. Like, I think their churn is very high. Um, yeah. I mean, like, how, how the diehards like us. How have the ratings been? It. It's been getting better. They've been, yeah, they have gotten better through the season, but I think that's a... I think that is a symptom of a lot of people Survivor's who are done with the challenge. I think Survivor ending helped. I'm sure. Um, and I also think that there's just a certain segment of the fan base. I mean, we've had so much challenge content and the way to watch it on demand. Like right now I have YouTube TV. I can go back five episodes each week. I think a lot of people just waited and kind of binged and were like, okay, the season's not that terrible. I'll play catch up. So <coughs> they're better, but overall, like they're better than what they were, which was. They're better than what they abysmal, were, but they right? have so much further they could go. So are they are they still bad or are they trending towards good? Uh, I don't know. What, what have you seen? The last <laughs> I mean, it seems like they're still basically the highest cable, the highest uh, network show going, right? Like they're not they're they're beating out, they're losing to if like you NBA eliminate games. If you eliminate Tucker Carlson and the Fox News shows, uh, uh, so they do. Yeah, they lose it to news and the NBA games, and then they beat. Yeah, if you shows. if you eliminate those, they're the highest rated like original show on cable on Wednesday night because, but I mean, the cable universe keeps shrinking too. So the number looks bad, but that's just the symptom of cord cutting in general. It's funny with bananas. Like he and Mariah seem like, like an actual couple now. It feels like we didn't get that much of them though. While they were around. We didn't get, we didn't get any resolution to that relationship. She went home and no, well, we they would like randomly show them kiss here or there, but they never actually explored the fact that they were hooking like, up. I feel they like Bethany and Horatio, or Horatio and Laurel in the three episodes they were on together had much more content than Johnny and Mariah have had throughout the season. We didn't, they didn't even any, do anything. We didn't really get, relative to Amber and Nani, we didn't get any content from Mariah this episode. All the content we got from Mariah this episode was her decision to not save Bessie the previous episode. So I wonder if this just means that it's pretty much a lock that Mariah is the one that's coming back. Well, I, who knows how this is even going to be structured in terms of they come back. I think, I mean, she's been in a lot of content generally the last couple episodes. And I don't think she's like spitting hot fire and her confessionals or anything where they feel like they need to keep her on TV a lot. So I, I can see if they're like, look, we've had a ton of her lately. We don't need to like blow her up this episode. I don't know. I think that they just, whatever narrative they're trying to build to is just very confusing because I mean, quite frankly, I just don't know how they're going to bring people back. And if they're going to purge teams when they do that, like, who knows you know, how going to if they yeah, only, definitely. if they say like, if it's, if they're saying, Hey, we're going back to ride or dies, but we have these three eliminated and only one's coming back. Then does that mean, Hey, if Mariah can't beat whomever, in a puzzle or whatever, then Fessy also goes home. If Kenny, which that ought to be hilarious. Does well, Kenny I would assume back? they'll all be involved. I think that I would assume it's like Fessy and Mariah versus Kenny and Casey. Like they're all in this, they're on one yeah. contingent. Uh, it seems like that's going to be next episode, but I don't know that there's enough of them like standing in limbo right now for that to work. How many do we have in limbo? It's just the two of them, right? Isn't it just Kenny and Mariah? 
We've only done this for three weeks. Well, Maurice and Nelson are gone. I know. That's what I mean. So, Kenny. That's a four. Uh, Kenny, oh, oh, four. Maurice, Nelson. It, felt, it feels like we've done this for months at this point. I mean, if, dude, if, yeah, I know. It feels like an eternity, right? With this stupid teams format. I, I hope it's, they figure it out next week and we just go back to Paris. Because I think this team's format's been an absolute bust. Terrible. It's been awful. Uh, and we it, had good it, episodes leading up to that. It's it's been awful. Like because those those that four episode stretch where Jay and Michelle won those two episodes, and Nelson Maurice won that one, and then Jordan Neese won that. Those were all four. I was in on that. Those were good episodes. I could have been kept going with that. But since you switched to this teams form, I think it's been bad. I mean, it was the, the, we've talked. I mean, we've said this a hundred times. When they did it, it the, sh- the season was just about to get really good and interesting. It was like literally that episode. It was it was going to be when it was going to happen, and they just flushed it down the toilet. All right, let's let's wrap this up. Any any last thoughts that we have before we record the patron episode? Are we just giving up on winners picks? I, mean, I don't think, I don't think it's changed. changed. I think like, we're all I still the same have page. the same ones. Yeah, like well, the only thing I might second. do now is is I would say it's still Devin Torrey, Bananas Nani, uh, Anissa Jordan, and I think the fourth team's going to wind up being Amber and Chauncey the way we're going. I mean, I had Norris and Nelson second last time we did that, so I would definitely amend that. I think it's Tori, Tori and Devin. I think Johnny and Nani are the favorites for me. Then Tori and Devin, and then Mariah and Fessy. I can't see the two. Maybe how how does it look? The two of them winning though. What do you mean? Like favorites to win or just favorites to make the final? I, I can't see them winning. Yeah, I guess you're probably maybe, right. Well, I guess um, I guess maybe they could win and it's like a steal the money twist, and then Fessy screws over Mariah again. But I, I don't see that happening. Oh, uh, they would definitely do the steal the money twist with them. I think I think if they won and they were the ones who finished ahead, <laughs> just, he, just, even if just, it wasn't planned, they would be like, "All right, let's do it." Let's. He would de- he would hundred percent take the money from her. He wouldn't even think twice. Yeah, I don't know that way. All right, thank you for listening, everyone. Talk to you again soon. Bye.